Commander Legends. I'm your host, Owen. And I'm your co-host, Luke. And today we're going to be doing the Zendikar Rising set review. Last week we did legendary creatures and a bit of backstory on Zendikar. And this week we're going to be doing everything else, including modal double face cards, planeswalkers, legendaries that aren't creatures, and just mythics and rares and cards that are good from the set that we thought were interesting. So our first card on the list is Jace Mirror Mage for one blue blue. Legendary Planeswalker Jace comes with a four loyalty. You kick her for two. When it enters, you make if it was kicked, you get a copy of it. And then its loyalty is starting at one instead of four. Its plus one is scry two, and its zero is draw a card and reveal it. Remove a number of loyalty counters equal to that card's converted mana cost from Jace Mirror Mage. Um so- I think this is pretty good with doubling season because you get two extra Jaces. So you have three Jaces, and you've got one at eight loyalty and two at two loyalty. It's not, it's which not is the worst Jace decent. we've seen. It's not. I actually think this one's a pretty good Jace. It goes really well with a card called Teferi's Ageless Insight from M21, which is two, two blue, legendary enchantment. If you would draw a card except the first one you draw on each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead so that instead part if you zero jace it says draw a card and reveal it remove a number of loyalty counters equal to its converted mana cost but because of the instead you just get to draw two cards and you don't have to reveal it you don't have to remove any loyalty counters from jace those two cards together are really powerful i can just imagine you're playing Eureka. And you play Jace, and you're like, okay, I can give Scry 2, but instead you use its draw ability because you're low on cards in hand. And you hit a treasure cruise, and you immediately kill your Jace. But if you're using Teferi's Ageless Insight, you just get to draw that card and another one. You should not be playing this in a Eureka deck. Um, this goes in, I'd say, a good amount of blue decks that want to draw cards. That's every blue deck. And kicker. Kicker decks. That is oh, Verazol. We called recovered Verazol in our last episode. Verazol wants this because it has kicker. Yep. You could copy Jace a second time and get an- another copy of yeah. Jace. Our next planeswalker is Nissa of Shadowed Bows. For two, a black and a green. Four loyalty landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, put a loyalty counter on Nissa of Shattered Bows. Uh, plus one. Untap target land you control. You may have it become a 3-3 elemental creature with haste and menace until end of turn. It is still a land. Minus five. You may put a creature card with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of lands you control onto the battlefield from your hand or graveyard with two plus one plus one counters on it. Overall, this is by far the best planeswalker from the set. Yeah. Really powerful. Uh, First time seeing a black Nissa. Uh, I think the reason they did black is so that it couldn't go in Omnath, the Omnath locus of creation that they just printed, because it would be way too overpowered for if it could go in Omnath. Uh, I also feel like we missed an opportunity of plus one-ing it, put in the three plus one plus one counters on target land until end of it turn. It just becomes a three-three. Yeah, because you could have made a pretty good Golgari plus one plus one counter deck with Nissa. And now it's just like, you could have. Yeah. One thing, this is the first time we've ever seen landfall on a Planeswalker. Same with Jace as Kicker. Never seen a Kicker Planeswalker before. 
uh, I think it's really easy to reach the minus five because if you play Nyssa on turn five for four mana before you play your land and you play a fetch land or like a Terramorphic Expanse, you play it, she goes to five, you sacrifice it, she goes to six, you minus five her, you can get some pretty good cards. And with counters, with two plus one plus one counters on it. I can just imagine you. Uh, yeah, I was coming back, eat that, eat that betrays. It's now a 13 13, because I'm going to do a 12 with two plus one plus one counters on it. You're screwed. Yeah. Uh, I really think this is really powerful. Definitely, they made it black, so it couldn't go in on math. This next one is one that I've pulled twice, actually, in, in full art form. And it's Nahiri, Hair of the Ancients, for two and Boros, basically. Legendary two and a red and a white. Yeah, Nahiri. Comes with a four loyalty, plus one, create a one one white core warrior creature token. You may attach an equipment you control to it. Minus two, over the top six cards of your library, you may reveal a warrior or equipment card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom of the library in any order. Then neck three, the hairy hair of Asians deals damage to target creature or planeswalker equal to twice the number of equipment you control. I really think this is not that great of a Planeswalker. Uh, I don't really see many decks this goes in. I see one, and it's a Kiri. Yeah, and sometimes this isn't even good enough for a Kiri. Yeah, you got all your equipment because all your creatures have died after a board wipe. You play in the Kiri, you neck rear, you got like five equipments maybe, and you just did five damage to third creature Planeswalker. Well, ten damage actually because it's twice. Yeah. Still, I don't think it's that great, but it could be good in situ in some situations. If you have Colossus Hammer and you plus one Nahiri, you get a one one and Colossus Hammer the token thing, it just becomes an eleven eleven token. Cause Colossus surprise, Hammer Surprise, surprise, motherfucker. Cause Colossus Hammer is a one mana artifact that has equipped for eight. Equipped creature gets plus ten plus ten and loses flying yeah but it's not like you're it's so big that it flying. makes them not be able to fly anymore that's yeah. it for now planeswalkers they're, they're all four loyalty planeswalkers two of them are four mana all right so we're gonna go mythics first read the mythics and then we're gonna read pretty much every rare for each color and we're just gonna go in that order and then we're gonna read some uncommons and commons that we thought deserved to be in this set review indeed um Starting off, we have Angel of Destiny for three, a white, and a white. Two, six, flying, double strike. When a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each gain life, each gain that much life. At the beginning of your end step, if you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, each player Angel of Destiny attacks, loses the game. So basically, it gives player creatures life blank. And it can kill all your opponents. And by the way, we forgot to mention, it is an angel cleric. It is an angel cleric. So, Aura, maybe? I think this is a really good card. One, Definitely the best white card. Um, uh, yeah, best white card we have in the set. The win the game is not, or the target opponent loses the game when you attack them, is really powerful, especially if you can make token copies. There's a combo that I've heard of, and you can make a token copy of it and give it haste. And then you can pretty much get, and there's another card, and then you can get infinite copies of this with haste. 
and then you just straight out win the game. The question is, does this go in a life gain deck or Narsa? It goes in a life gain deck, probably, because it gains you life. It wants you to have a lot of life. This isn't that hard to reach in decks that, like, uh, Heliod Suncrowned. You can just give it lifelink and gain life pretty quickly. Uh, it's just, in general, a really good card. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Anything else to say about this card? No, we're going we're to go pretty fast because we have lots of, lots of cards to cover today. So, just hang with us. Uh, next is Archon of Myria, two and a white. Creature Archon, it's a 2-3 with flying. Each player can't cast more than one spell each turn, and now basically lands your opponent's control and the battlefield tapped. I am personally playing this and probably 50% of my decks. because That are white. Yeah, because my, my decks are sacrifice decks, and I want my opponents to be slow so I can get an advantage while they slow down. This is pretty powerful because of the second line, that each player can, can't cast more than one spell each turn. Uh, that's really good because you just stop everyone from playing cards. And then if you have a way to blink it until end of turn, and like it leaves the battlefield until end of turn, and then you can play a bunch of spells, then it comes back and no one else can play anything. Yeah, I always like non-basically control under cap. I feel like that's a better one, but I'm also looking at the fact that most non-basically under already enter the battlefield tapped anyways. You have the bounce lands, which enter tapped. You have all the guild gates enter tapped. Yeah, making the fetch lands enter tapped, though, is true. powerful. True, true, true. Because then they can't sacrifice them. That's all I have for this card. Same. All right, our next, our next card is Archpriest of Iona. For a white, it's a creature human cleric. It's a star two. Archpriests of Iona's power is equal to the number of creatures in your party. At the beginning of your combat turn, if you have a full party, target creature gets plus one plus one and gains flying until end of turn. Like we said in our last episode, party is, it's really bad. It's dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, we personally don't like party. I know there's people that do like party and think it's a great mechanic, but that's not us. I think this... Party is definitely going to be in the D&D set that they're setting up for. I, I so hope so. Yeah, it's Dude. totally. I wish they would change party a bit more, though. Personally, I play D&D, so it's a fun game. They I like make, magic more. No, put like party as dwarves, some elves. Throw in some more other types from party if you're going to yeah it for, for D&D. If, if there were more creatures available to put into party... And you can have a maximum of four, that would make party better. Because it would be easier to reach the limit and whatnot. I don't have anything else. Uh, I do. I have a card for white. Not, not Archpriest of Iona, sorry. Okay. Uh, next rare is... Next card is... Philodor Retreat, the three and a white. Enchantment, Landfall, whenever a land under, enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. First option is create a 2-2 white cast beat token. Second option is put a plus and plus a counter on each creature you control. Most creatures gain vigilance until end of turn. This is a really good card in Landfall. Fetches. Definitely something that goes in Evolving Omnath. Wilds. Yeah, Evolving Wilds, Fetchlands, Terramorphic Expanse. Terramorphic expanse. 
Uh, yeah, just all the cards. American landscape. Yeah, there's a lot of good cards for this. Gruel. You're gonna switch to Boros if you want to do some major land things now. Yeah. Uh, Felidar Retreat. Great card. Uh, I can't think of many things that go very well with this besides fetch lands and stuff. Uh, yeah, I really can't either, except if you're trying to play, like, a weenie white decks and you want to put some counters in your deck and give them vigilance, like Bathory, like that what that one knight card from Bathory. There are the cards that say, like, sacrifice any number of lands, search your library for that many lands, put them onto the battlefield tapped. Scapeshift. Scapeshift, yeah. That goes really good with this card. It's in green. There's a lot of, there's a few cards that do that, and they just go really well with all of the land fall cards a really worse version we saw uh, oh we should probably read landfall so landfall is an ability and whenever a land enters the battlefield something happens it depends on the card kicker yeah. is a different cost for kicker for each card they all have their own kicker cost they're not always different kicker costs from other cards but they when they're kicked they do something just want to point like out when you kick a in addition to a yeah you're not you're not just casting for the kicker cost you're casting it for the OG cost and the kicker cost yeah and so that is what landfall and kicker are we should have explained that earlier but now we explained it yeah uh next card is legion angel two a white and a white for a four three flying when Legion Angel enters the battlefield, you may reveal a card you own named Legion Angel from outside the game and put it into your hand. I think this is the worst card in the set. I have to agree. It's the worst rare, at least. We, I, we opened a box yesterday, like a whole set booster box, and I got two regulars and a foil. They're really easy to get, and they're really terrible. Yes. Nothing else to say for that. Next card is Blue Monarch Aspirant. For one and a white creature, human cleric, at the end of combat on your turn, put a plus one plus a counter on target creature you control, and it's a one one. Uh, it's half garbage. I can see it in like some bass redex, maybe. Yeah. But if you're gonna get a two mana one one, and it doesn't even become a two two until your combat. In a plus one plus one counter decks, this is good. Like whenever a plus one plus one counter is put on a creature, do blah blah blah. This is good if you have a bunch of creatures. Uh. There's really not much to say for most of these cards. We're just reading through them because they are sometimes good even, cards. It's not even itself. It's any creature you control, which I think kind of helps it a bit because at least it, at least you're not you have to pump up the sad one one you have. Yeah, and you can make like your Omni Alpha five five. Yes. Well. Yeah, we're just trying to go quickly so this episode isn't like five hours long. That would be recommended for most people. Uh, our next card is Maul of the Skyclaves for a white and two others. It's an artifact equipment. When Maul of the Skyclaves enters the battlefield, attach it to target creature you control. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has flying and first strike. And equip for two, a white, and a white. It ha- There's a lot of cards that have the, when it enters the battlefield, yeah. attach it to target creature I was you making- control. I was making a, an Akiri, la, Akiri dick last night, and I noticed this, and I was like, Dang. It's a cool ability. I really like how they did that. But it sucks, because once your creature dies, all the equip costs are super high. Yeah, they're a lot higher than they should be, but they get to equip for free the first time. In this case, the equip cost is actually higher than the card actually costs. Yeah. 
it's pretty good because you make your thing bigger, you give it flying, and it gets first strike. Currently, kind of. It's like an enchantment, but less annoying. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything else for this card. I don't either. Let's talk about our next rare. Right. Uh, right. Skyclave Operation for one white white creature, core spirit, 2-2. Two, two. When Skyclave Operation enters battlefield, exile up to one target non-land, non-token permanent you don't control with converted mana cost four less. When Skyclave Operation leaves the battlefield, the exiled card's owner creates an XX blue illusion creature token where X is the card's converted mana cost of the exiled card. It's gotten worse. It's got a lot of text. No, it's gotten worse because once the banning your Uro, could the exile yeah. arrows. No more Uro. And even though Omnath does cost four mana, it's mm-hmm. it's still not good because when you exile it, you're not really the when you exile. It's kind of like a banish light effect, but you actually exile it. Yeah. So it kind of works on it. Kind of works on Omnath. Yeah. I feel like people. How many people, you know, so, so many people play Omnath, it's insane. Yeah. Omnath is like, we checked yesterday on EDH Rec, the number one most popular commander. Is Omnath. At the time. Yes. Well, it's like, the it's the top commander, which doesn't mean it has the most decks. It means that people like it the best right now. They yes. took it from Golos, my personal favorite commander. Our next card is Squad Commander. For three and a white, it's a 3-3 creature core warrior. When squad commander enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 white core warrior creature for each creature in your party. At the beginning of your combat on your turn, if you have a full party, creatures you control get plus one, plus oh, and gain indestructible until end of turn. I just realized we didn't read party. So your party consists of up to one of each type of cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard. Yeah, and by the way, party is trash. Party is terrible. Thank you. That's why we forgot it. Good morning, good evening, and good night. Yeah. Not this fair. is really just party, party, party. There's a lot of party cards, and I don't like party that much. And we're not going to talk a ton about party. If you want to hear about party, go to. If you want to hear like strategies with party, go to other podcasts. Because we're probably not going to talk about party unless cards get really good with party. Which is yet to have become, which is yet to happen. Yeah. Um, that's our last rare for white. Uh, we did read Tazri Beacon of Unity in the other episode, so we're not going to read it now. All the legendary creatures we read in the other episode, so we're not going to be reading those today unless we feel that it's necessary because it goes well with another card. But I think we both found two uncommons we wanted to shout out. Uh, yes, your first one was this card. Core right Blade here. Master for one and a white. Creature, Core Warrior. It's a 1-1 one, one with double strike, so I'm not going to do it. basically a 2-2. Two, two. Equip Warriors, you control, have double strike. Akiri, oh my gosh. Really good in Akiri. Yes, I, I, I saw this card last night and I was like, well, it has to go on the deck. Because he built so an Akiri deck yesterday. So good. Yeah. My card that I found that I really like, one of my favorite white cards from the set, is Nahiri's Binding. It's one, a white, and a white. It's an enchantment aura. 
and it's basically a pacifism and set but it says enchant creature or planeswalker an enchanted permanent can't attack or block and it can't activate its activated abilities it's really good against planeswalkers because you just shut them down and they can't do anything I think playing that one more so you can get a Planeswalker is nice. This is how to stop the turn three Ugin. Um, I think that's all the commons and uncommons we're going to read for yeah. white. Okay, our next color is blue. And we're going to start with... Confounding Conundrum for one and a blue enchantment. When it enters, you draw a card. Whenever a land enters by the under, under an opponent's control, if that player had another land enter this... under. Enter under the battlefield this turn. They return land they control to its owner's hand. It was good when we have gross barrels. It's pretty good against Omnath. Uro. Omnath decks. True. But this is pretty good against. You still get the landfall abilities if you're playing Omnath against this, but it's a decent card because like, most people would pay one in a blue to draw a card. Again, it got a bit worse after the banning of Uro, just like Skyclave Operation. Yeah. Okay, enough said. Uh, yeah, I think enough said. Our next one is Coral Helm Chronicler for two and a blue creature, Merfolk Wizard. It's a two-two. Whenever you cast a kick spell, draw a card, then discard a card. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a card with a kicker ability from among them and put them. And put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. I like this card for Verizal. 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 The split split current. Which is a kicker commander. Standard. No. Commander. Probably just Verizal. Yeah, if you're playing a Verizal deck, this goes in it. It's an interesting card. It is a good way to get card draw in kicker decks. If you don't have blue but this card is blue so lol it's not that great of a card i think it they made it a rare because it had too much text to be a common or an uncommon probably our next card yeah yes inscription of insight three in a blue so three has kicker for two blue blue choose one if this spell is kicked choose any number instead first option is Return up the two target creatures to their owner's hands. Second option is scry two, then draw two cards. And the third option is target player creates an XX blue illusion creature token where X is the number of cards in your hand. Maybe in some decks, you have to pay eight mana to draw two cards, bounce two cards, scry two, and maybe get like a and get a seven, if you seven do, at best. Seven seven at not seven seven at best because if you play some other cards that give you, like, no maximum hand size, like the Magic Mirror, and you just have, like, 30 cards in your hand, then you get a 30-30. But that's not very likely in most circumstances. I think this is not the best of the three inscriptions. Green. Green is the best of the three inscriptions. Green is always the best. Green's on fire. It's mostly always the best. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think moving on. Mm-hmm, I agree. All right. Our next card is Maddening Cacophony for one and a blue. For kicker, for three and a blue. Each opponent mills eight cards. If this spell was kicked, instead, each opponent mills half their library rounded up. 
Wow, and Commander, this legit mills, if you have four opponents, 150 cards. That's a lot of cards. Well, not quite 150 cards, because people drew cards. True, but it's just maybe your opponents were dead from the very start, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty powerful in mill decks. I put this in my Xerath deck, because I wanted to mill opponents, and if I can cast this for six mana, mill everyone for 50 cards... Bit less yeah, than that, but this is a decent card. I like it. It's I a good card. Uh, next, we have Master of Winds. It's two blue blue. Creature Sphinx Wizard. It's a 1 4 flying. When when it enters battlefields, you draw two cards and discard a card. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, a wizard spell, you may have it become a 4 1 or 1 4 until the turn. Maybe in Kaza, World Chaser? Because you're going to play lots of wizards. Yeah. And it is a wizard itself. It is a wizard. This is decent in Kaza, I'd say. And you're already, you're already going to draw two cards and discard a card, so you're playing a 1-4. You're going to draw a card, and if you have extra mana, get a wizard out and make it a 4-1. Yeah. Not bad. That had haste be a bit better, though. Mm-hmm. But blue yeah. is really no for that. Um, before we move on, I just want to acknowledge the art on this negate. Billy Christian did a great job on this. I love this art. This is personally my favorite negate art so far. Our next card is Nimble Trap Finder for a blue and one other. 2-1 Creature Human Rogue. Nimble Trap Finder can't be blocked if you had another Cleric, Rogue, Warrior, or Wizard enter the battlefield under your control this turn. At the beginning of your combat, on your turn, if you have a full party, creatures you control gain whenever this creature, de whenever this creature deals combat damage to target player, draw a card, and they gain that until end of turn. Good in party, but bad in everything else. Basically, yeah. Next card. It is Seagate Stormcaller for one and a blue. It's a 2-1. Creature human wizard. Has kicker for four and a blue. When Seagate Stormcaller enters battlefield, copy the next instant sorcery with converted mana cost two or less. You cast this turn. If it was kicked, copy that spell twice instead. You may choose new targets for the copies. Uh, a reverse Snapcaster Mage? Yeah. People are calling this the reverse Snapcaster Mage. But a bit worse, because on the Tornado Plus 2 or less, for 7 mana, if I want to copy an opt, and I get Twice. it 3 times. Yeah, they shouldn't have made it 2 or less, especially because it's on a Mythic. Yeah. This should be a rare. Um, I personally like this card next a lot. Uh, the next card is Thieving Skydiver for a blue and one other. A 2-1. Kicker for X. X cannot be zero, so it has to be at least a three-mana spell. Flying, and when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, gain control of target artifact with converted, with converted mana cost X or less. If that artifact is an equipment, attach it to Thieving, Sky, thieving Skydiver. Steal that Colossus Hammer. Man. Pay one. Uh, I'll steal your Mana Crypt. Yeah, Mana Crypt, Soul Ring. Colossus Hammer, a bunch of really good cards you can get with this. Indeed, 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 indeed. And most people, if you're playing in a, like a 7-8 four-player game, will have at least a Soul Ring or a Mana Crit. One person will, most likely, if it's not you. Yeah. Okay, what well, can I get? Other blue cards. We're going to have a quick shout-out to somebody. I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Deliberate. For two mana, you scry two and then draw a card? In the past, we've seen tap two draw card, and it's at instant speed. Yeah, pretty good. 
not as good as opt. Opt is one mana less to scry one less. Opt is like the best card draw card ever, besides divination. Divination's the best card draw card ever. I disagree. Our next, or uh, this is an uncommon that I'm gonna read. This is my shout out card. Ruin Crab for a blue, it's a zero three, which is decent, but it has landfall, and when a land enters the battlefield under your control, target opponent mills three. No, each opponent mills three. Good in mill decks. Hello, Heaton Crab, nice to see you. Hello, darkness, my friend. Yeah, Ruin I Crab, Heaton Crab. To get again. On to black, we're starting with. Call of Surprise for four and a black. Sorcery, this spell costs one last for each creature in your party. Search library for a card, put it into your hand, and shuffle the library. If you have a full party, you may cast a spell without with converted mana cost for less from your hand without paying its converted mana cost. Spicy. So, if you have a full party, this is one mana. Search for a Vidalcan Orrery and get a free Vidalcan Orrery, pretty much, for one mana. One mana Vidalcan Orrery that's not even in your hand, broken. Oh, or, yeah. if you have it in your hand, you can find something else that you need and then just play Vidalcan Ori from your hand and then play that card with Flash. Vidalcan Ori is the best card. There are also other cards. Shout out to Josh Lee Kwai. There's a, there are also other cards except Vidalcan Ori that are probably better than Vidalcan Ori. Vidalcan Ori is the best. All right, we're not going to continue this all day. Our next card is Inscription of Ruin. So, second of the inscriptions. For a black and two others, kicker for two black and two others, choose one. If this spell was kicked, choose any number instead. Target opponent discards two cards. Return target creature card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Destroy target creature card. Destroy target creature with converted mana cost three or less. A bit worse than I think than the villain. If you want to die a uh, die as trigger, you kill your thing, then you return it. If it has two converted mana cost or less. True. E not much else to say yeah. for this. Inscriptions, not the greatest besides the green one. The green one's indeed very indeed, good. Indeed. Uh next card is I like this card a lot. Nighthawk Scavenger for one black black. It's a creature vampire rogue. It has one plus star three. Flying death is lifelink. Its power is equal to one plus the number of cards types among cards in your opponent's graveyards. So it's all your artifact, creature, land, sorcery, instant, enchantment. Planeswalker. Planeswalker. So at maximum seven. Pretty good. Especially because it's got flying, death touch, and lifelink. A lot of abilities on a three-mana card. Indeed, indeed. For at least a one-three. It's usually going to be more than a one-three. Moving on is Null Priest of Oblivion. Black and one other for a two-one kicker for three and black. Menace, lifelink, vampire cleric. I didn't mention that. When Null Priest of Oblivion enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, return target creature card. From your graveyard to the battlefield. Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Uh, I've can get some big things back. Yeah, just, just, just another recursion spell on legs. Recursion on legs. I don't really see many people ever casting this without kicker. I can I can totally agree. This is going to be played for the kicker ability. 
but six mana is still a lot to get something back from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, you're also getting a two on body as well. Yeah. Okay, next card we have is Scourge of the Skyclaves for one and a black. It's a creature demon, and it's star star. Kicker for four and a black. When you cast a spell that was kicked, you pose half your life, rounded up, and its power and toughness are equal to 20, minus the highest life total among players, which includes yourself. This is really, it has a lot of cool combos with it, because if you have Nethroi, Apex of Death, you can have this if, if your opponent or you is at 40 life, you play it, and then it's a negative 20, negative 20. It goes to your graveyard, still at a negative 20, negative 20. And in your graveyard, it's a negative 20, negative 20. I just said negative 20, negative 20 a lot. And if you have other big creatures, you can mutate Nethroi, and then you add up the toughness. But if when you add negative to a number, it's basically subtracting. So you get 20 extra. So this is a really good ability if you can do that. So it goes in the throw. There's some really good combos with this, just cards that go really well. But it's not very great by itself in Commander because people usually have more life than 20. Moving on, we have Shadow's Verdict for two... No, for three, a black and a black. It's a sorcery. Exile all creatures and planeswalkers with converted mana cost three or less from the battlefield and all creature and planeswalker cards with converted mana cost three or less from all graveyards. Uh, really okay. Pretty. It's like a worse ritual suit. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. We have... Skyclave Shade for one and a black. It has it's a creature shade. It's a three one with kicker two black. Skyclave Shade can't block. If Sky if Skyclave Shade was kicked, it entered it enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. It also has landfall. And when the land enters the battlefield under your control, if it was in your graveyard, you can bring it back. You make well. You can kind of. You can't bring it back. You have to cast it from your graveyard this turn. Not the greatest. Yeah, we've seen better shades. I really think a lot of these kicker costs are too high. Um, I think we should just move on from this card. That sounds like a good idea. Our next card is Soul Shatter for two and a black. It's an instant. Each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker with the highest converted mana cost among creatures and planeswalkers they control. Man, it's better. That is powerful. That's really nice. Because usually with these kind of things, you just edict. They just sacrifice like a sapling. Or Goodbye, like... Eldrazi. Yeah, exactly. So I really could. Best um, of all, it's sacrifice. So now we're going to go to our next card. Pick for black. Yeah, what's your pick for black? Mine is Mind Drain. For two and a black, it's a sorcery. Target opponent discards two cards, mills a card, and loses one life. Then you gain a life. Pretty good. Pretty good. And freaking draft? Oh, baby, that's fire. Yeah. Make it a scar too, mill a card, and you lose a life for three mana? Yeah. My card is one of the equipment things. 
So it's for a black, it's an artifact equipment. When it enters, you attach it to the target creature you control. Like I was saying, a lot of equipment in this set have that. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus oh, and gets plus three, plus one instead, as long as an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard, and equipped for two and a black. I think pretty decent. There's, I feel like someone's going to build a standard deck that's just going to have all of these instant equips, and they're just going to go crazy and equip everything onto one creature. Yeah, but dies to removal. Dies to removal. Next color is red. Starting us off, we have Karkin Intimidator for one in a red. It's a 3-1 creature human warrior. Cowards can't block warriors. Remember that. <laughs> That's such a weird line. And then it's top one. Choose one that hasn't been chosen this turn. Option number one. Cargan Intimidator gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Option number two. Target creature becomes a coward until end of turn. And target three. Target warrior gains trample until end of turn. Coward. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> become a coward, fool. Imagine coward tribal. <laughs> this is the uh, first time we've ever seen the name coward on a card you're in a magic card yeah um it's not that good because you gotta pay one to do that i don't like that it's an activated ability also you can't choose the same one twice in a turn so you can't be like three mana plus three plus three or, so or four mana make your whole team cowards yeah you can only make one thing a coward each turn. Kind of sucks. Yeah, pretty bad card. We're going to move on to the next card. Uh, the next card is Leyline Tyrant for a red, a red, and two others. Flying. You don't lose unspent red mana as steps and phases end. Stop stealing the original Omnath's ability. When, when Leyline Tyrant dies, you may pay any amount of red. When you do, it deals that much damage to target... To any target. Uh, it took Omnath's ability, but it used it for red. And it made it a better Omnath, but it's not like very sadly. If it was legendary, it'd be better than Omnath. No, because Omnath gets plus and plus one for each green man in your pool. True, but if you kill it like, using your own spell, so you could just like completely Yesterday, somebody. we were playing one of the games that are on the tokens, and I had this card, and it was the you have infinite mana and you play four mini decks. And so I got this. And I put it with a spell that Killed does it. five damage to target creature, and the opponent's at five life, and you have infinite mana. So I killed it. I played it. I killed it, and I spent infinite mana to do infinite damage to Luke. Yippee, boys. Yippee, yippee, yippee. Yeah, I think this is a really good card. Not the best red card, because Morog is the best red card. True. Okay, next we have a Mantic Chandler for one in a red. There's a human lizard for one, and it's a one with three. As long as so if you have four more instant sorcerers in your graveyard, it's a four four. Tap it to discard a card, and then exile two top cards of the library, and then choose one of them, and you may play that card this turn. You get selection, it becomes bigger. I don't like impulsive draw, that, that's what's called impulsive draw, but it's like selectional impulsive draw, so it's better. It's slightly better. I like this card. I don't think this is going to see much play in Commander. 
most cards that we talk about aren't going to get seen play in Commander, just in general. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. Okay, moving on. I mean, there is the discard ability, which is kind of nice. If you're in a discard deck. Our next card is Nahiri's Lithoforming. For X, red, and red, sacrifice X lands. For each land sacrificed this way, draw a card. You may play X additional lands this turn. Lands you control enter the battlefield tapped this turn. Yeah. Uh, it's okay on, like, landfall decks, but you better have, like, you better kept, like, a full seven land hand to play this card functionally. Yeah. You need a lot of lands for I, this to I be I mean, good. I can imagine sacking one, two or three lands. Yeah. But, like, you're not going to sack Don't go them. crazy and go, like, all 20 lands that you have. Uh, I'll just sack <laughs> this. I'll just sack all of them, and I have one land in hand. Fantastic. Conceive. I mean, you get to draw cards, but... Uh, next, next card? We have, yeah. Relic Robber for two and a red. It's a 2-2 two, two with haste, and when it deals combat damage to a player, you get a, your opponent gets a 0-1. Call this Goblin token that... And it can't block, and it does one damage to them at their upkeep. Have you, if you've ever seen this card in its normal art, it's just this little goblin running with a head that looks exactly like his head, but it's like the skeleton on fire. It's weird. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things that you see. It's not like even I mean, a relic. It's like pish posh goodbye. Yeah. I mean, haste could be interesting. But, but still, it's just a 2-2. If you get the Goblin, there are cards like Krinko. And so Krinko is the one that comes to mind that likes Goblins. And this gives you two extra Goblins. No, it gives, your, it, gives you a, a, it, gives, it gives you a Goblin and another Goblin. I mean, your opponent a Goblin. Oh, yeah, your opponent a Goblin. So it's a bit worse. It is a bit worse. And so that's why we'll just delete this. Yeah, we don't like this card. Moving on, we have uh, Scatter Sky. Oh my gosh, Shatter Skull Charger for one red red. It's a creature giant warrior, and it's a four three with kicker two trample and haste. And it was it was kicked and there's a plus one plus encounter on it. And if it doesn't at the beginning of your end step, if it doesn't have a plus one plus encounter on it, you return it to your hand. I don't like it. I don't either. Next. Next. If there is a next. Um, Our last... Actually, not our last rare. Our last two rares starts with Valakut Exploration for a red and two others. Landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card for as long as it remains exiled. Impulsive draw, but also not impulsive draw. It's like drawing a card showing your opponent and it d- can't get des- discarded so in a way it's better than card draw but in a way it's worse and then at the beginning of your end step if there are cards exiled with Vidalka exploration put them into their owner's graveyard then it deals da- that much damage to each opponent reading the second part i was kind of wrong the first time because they go to your graveyard but the damage part is nice Anything I have else? Nothing else to add about that, do you? Not really. 
Connect of Wayward Guide Beast for red. It's a 2-2 with Trample and Haste, and when it deals damage to target player, you return a land you control to its owner's hand, and it's garbage. Honestly, if you have zero <laughs> lands, if there's an Armageddon and someone blows up every land, this becomes suddenly good. Yes. If it's on the battlefield. Uh, I don't actually have a choice card. I do. You know what? This is going to be my choice card. Skyclave Geopede. It won me the game on Arena a few days ago. For a red and two others, Creature Insect 3-1, Trample. Landfall, when a land enters, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Attach the Skyclave Pickaxe that we're going to read in a minute, probably. That's going to be my next choice card. Spoiler. And this becomes really good. Oh, yeah. Okay. My, uh... Shout-out card is definitely Outcome Hellhound. It's a one red elemental dog. Elemental dog. It's a zero one, but it has landfall, and the land enters. It gets plus two, plus two on the end of turn. It's the same thing as my card, except for slightly worse, because it doesn't have trample. Therefore, mine but is it better. It costs one mana. It does cost one mana, but it doesn't start as big. Um, our next color is the best color of all, because it's always the biggest and has the biggest creatures and the best. It is green, starting off with Ancient Green Warden. Green. Uh, for four, a green and a green. It's a creature elemental, a 5-7 with reach. You can play lands from your graveyard. If a land enters the battlefield, if it would cause a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Double landfall? Yep. That's sweet. Crucible of Worlds on sticks or on legs but it's made of sticks so i say on sticks i think it's a good card with things really like good rada. in landfall things like rada on uh, ashaya yeah it's good with ashaya which we read last episode the best green commander not ever from zenikar rising ashaya is i'd say one of the best cards the second best card because omnath is the best yeah agreed agreed, agreed, agreed. all right our next card is... I pulled two of this card. I like it a bit more. Um, it's Crack Plate Bayloth. It's five uh, five green green. It's a six six. And it's Kicker, two and a green. This bill can't be countered. Hexproof haste. It was kicked. Enters a full puzzle and puzzle counters on it. it I like it because it can't be countered. A 10 mana six six that has four counters. So it's a 10 10 with Hexproof and haste. That can't be countered. I don't have anything to say about it, though. Neither do I. It's just a good card. The last and final inscription. Inscription of Abundance. For one and a green, it's an instant with kicker for two and a green. Choose one. If this spell was kicked, you may choose any number instead. Put two plus one plus one counters on target creature. Target player gains X life, where X is the greatest power among creatures they control. Target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. It's pretty good. It's like the best Abundance there is. It's the best inscription so far. Because they might make more inscriptions eventually. But as of now, this is the best inscription. And this is the only inscription that's an instant, which also just makes it better in general. Because yeah. you can play at instant speed. Um, next card. The best card in green that's not a mythic. Uh, it is Lotus Cobra for a green and one other. It's a creature snake 
for it's a two one and it has landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Very good. It has a lot of combos. The first combo and the second combo are very similar. So it's Lotus Cobra, Perilous Forlays, and Zendikar's Royal. And Perilous Forlays says sacrifice a creature, search for a land with a basic land type, and put it onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. Zendikar's Royal says whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a 2-2 green elemental creature token. And then Lotus Cobra. So you play a land, you get a mana, you get, you get a 2-2, you sacrifice the 2-2. Using the mana. Using the mana to, to search for a basic land, put it onto the battlefield. You just get all your basic lands out of your deck. Yeah, you oh, just yeah. get all your lands onto the battlefield. Pretty good. And then the next one is the same, except for you use Rampaging Balos and you get 4-4s. So four it's a bit worse. No, it's a bit better. You get 4-4s four after. But you're going to kill them all. Yeah, and then our third combo that we have, which is our last combo, is really good. It's Lanoir Scout, which says, tap, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Lotus Cobra, retreat to Coral Helm. For a blue and two others, it's an enchantment. Landfall, when a land enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. You may tap or untap target creature, scry one. Not all of these cards are from Zendikar Rising, by the way. So it's... And then Simic Growth Chamber. And when Simic Growth... It enters tapped, and when it enters, you have to bounce a land. It taps for a green and a blue. So how this works is you play Simic Growth Chamber, and you choose to bounce it. So you get the landfall trigger. So you get a mana, and then you choose to untap Lanoir Scout if it's tapped, and then... You tap Lanoir Scout to put Simic Growth Chamber onto the battlefield, bounce itself, and continue that process, and you get infinite mana of any color. These are all some pretty good combos. There's also just a lot of other... This goes really well in landfall decks that want a lot of mana. Next one is Orin Reef Ooze. Two in a green. It's a creature ooze. It's a 2-2. When it enters, you put a plus on plus on counter on target creature you control. And when it attacks, you put a plus on plus on counter on each attacking creature with a plus on plus on counter on it. Not that good. Scoot Swarm. I like this card a lot. It's kind of like Scoot Mob, but not. For a green and two others, it's a 1-1 landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a 1-1 insect creature token. If you control six or more lands, create a token copy of Scoot Swarm. So if you have six or more lands, you play a land, Say you play a fetch land, you get another scoot swarm, then you sacrifice the fetch land, and then you get a land and you get two more scoot swarms, then you have four scoot swarms. Very good. Broken and standard. Yeah, very good. Uh, next card? We have Swarm Chamber for a green. It is a 0-0. Zero, zero. It enters the plus one plus one counter on it, so it's just a 1-1. One, one. Whenever a creature you control with the plus one plus one counter on it becomes the target of a spell, an opponent controls, create a 1-1 one, one green insect creature token, and you can tap. You can tap one and tap it. Put a plus one plus one counter on Swarm Shambler. Uh, it's okay. I feel like they, it's not very good. It's, it's not okay. that good. It's okay. Next is Taraju Paragon. Paragon, a, For one and a green. It's a 3-2 creature elf. It's also a cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard. So built for party pretty much. This is basically the party rare in green. It has kicker. When it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, reveal the top six cards of your library. 
<clears throat> you may put a land card that shares a creature type with it from among them into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. This wants to go in party decks. This, I'm just going to put this out. This does not count as a full party. You have to have each individual creature. Yeah, so this can be any slot in your party. My choice card is Rolling, Roiling Regrowth. It's two in a green for instant. Sacrifice, it's basically a hero. If you don't know what hero is, hero is sacrifice a land, search for two basic land cards and put them on the battlefield and shop the library. This one's just about to tapped. So it's a bit worse. But it's, you know, it's not in, like, a commander set or, like, a uh, master set. So, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, my pick card is another auto-equip card. It's Skyclave Pickaxe. For a green, equip for two and a green. When it enters, equip it to target creature you control. Landfall, when a land enters the battlefield under your control, equip creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Really good when, really good in landfall decks. Indeed. All right, we finally made it to multicolored, but I don't think we actually have any multicolored rares that are not legendary. They're all legit, all legendary. So if you want to hear about our multicolored cards, then go to our last episode where we talked about all of the legendaries and we did multicolored legendaries, and then you had pretty much the good multicolored cards. We're still gonna give our shout out. We're still gonna give our shout out card though. Yeah, mine is gonna be Marasa Root Grazer for a green and white. It's got vigilance. It's a two three, and you can tap it and put a basic land card from your hand onto the battlefield, which is sweet. And then you can tap it and return a basic land card you control to its owner's hand. So if you want another landfall trigger, you bounce one. If you don't have a land, and then you play it for your turn. If you want another landfall trigger and you do have an extra land. You tap it and get an extra land. Mine is Brushfire Elemental. It's a red and green and has haste, and it can't be blocked by powers with creatures with power two or less. It's also a one-one. Yes, and it has landfall, and it and it just gets plus two, plus two for each land that enters the battle under your turn, and it's just not until on the turn. So, pretty much like the other landfall cards, they get plus two, plus two from red. I just like that it has haste and. It can yeah, be haste is powerful. Power two or less. Yes. And then we're at our second to last section, because next we're talking about all of the modal double-faced cards. And we'll try to go in color order, but we have the artifacts and colorless cards, starting off with Forsaken Monument. Five mana, just five generic mana. Colorless creatures you control get plus two plus two legendary artifact. Whenever you tap a permanent for colorless, add an additional colorless. When you cast a colorless spell, you gain two life. Good in Eldrazi deck decks. Uh, good in colorless decks, artifact decks. I like this card. I put this in a Kiri because it casts a lot of artifacts. This Luke put this in a Kiri, which is interesting because of artifacts, I guess. Yeah, just next. That's it. This is a really good card, but there's not much to say about it besides it's really good. Ta-da. Then the best card in the set is next. Maybe the best card. Well, it's a form it, engine. It's a four mana legendary artifact. And you can tap it for two mana to copy target activated or triggered ability. You control. 
yes, and you may choose new targets for the copy. And then it's next one, you can tap it three and tap it. Copy target in center sorcery, you control, and then choose the targets for the copy. And in center sorcery spell. You can do it for four, tap it, copy target permanent spell, you control the copy becomes a token. Broken. So play your 13 mana Eldrazi, and then you tap for four extra, because why not? And get a second 13 mana Eldrazi. Because who wouldn't want that? And it's actually CMC zero. So good against some cards that say, like, destroy all permanents with odd or all permanents with even. If it goes from odd and then you copy it, it becomes even because zero is even. Uh, this is just a really, really good card because who doesn't want to copy and expropriate for three mana? Next, we have Myriad Construct. Four mana, four, four, kicker for three. Myriad Construct, if it was kicked, it enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each non-basic land your opponents control. When it becomes the target of a spell, sacrifice it and create a number of 1-1 one, one colorless construct artifact creature tokens equal to its power. I think it's a pretty good. So, it at least become you get four when it gets targeted by a spell. Yeah. So, if there's a board wipe, gives you four 1-1s. One oh, yeah, it's like a secondary threat. Yeah. I like it. The next card is Sky Clay Relic. It's a three-minute artifact with kicker three. It is indestructible. It enters. If you kicked it, you create two tap tokens of it. And it taps to add of any color. I really like this card. I will take three mana geodes, basically, that don't scry, that are indestructible. Like, six mana for three cards that say tap, add one mana of any color, I am indestructible. That's good. I will take this as well, because I already have it. Yeah, my choice card is Utility Knife. For one mana, equip for three. Equip creature gets plus one, plus one. And... When it enters the battlefield, attach it to target creature you control. I really like these cards. They're fun. You just get to attach it. My card is utility knife as well, actually, because I like it because it's easy to go in the curate tap for one, attach it to target creature control, attack with the creature, draw a card. We have some lands. Two. We have two lands. So the first land is Crawling Barons, which taps for a colorless, Pay four mana, put two plus one plus one counters on Crawling Barons, then you may have it become a zero zero elemental creature until end of turn. It is still a land. The first card ever spoiled. And you can like actually, you can, it's a reusable ability, so you can put multiple counters on it. Yes. But you should. And you can do it over the turns, so. Next one is Throne of McKindy, and it taps for one. And you can tap. Taps for a colorless. Yeah, and you can tap one and tap it, put a charge counter on it. And then can tap it, move charge counter from it, and then add two mana in one color, spend this mana only to cast kick spell is pretty bad. Good and kicker. Not necessarily because you have to spend one mana to get there. Yeah. Now we're at our last section and we're just gonna talk about the rares from this section. You mean the mythics? Well, mythics and rares. Cause there is the modal double face card section that we have to talk about because they're really good, some of them, especially the pathways, which we're gonna go talk about last. So all of the modal double face cards, how it works is you can play it for one side or the other side. Yep. And but you can't switch it when it's on the battlefield. So the first one is a Marius call for three white, 
and four others. It's a sorcery, and you create two four-four warriors. Non-angel creatures you control gain indestructible until your next turn. And it flips into a just it's called Amiria Shattered Skyclave. It's a land that taps for white and it enters the battlefield. You may pay three life. If you don't, it enters tapped. Uh it's it's pretty good. Some mana get eight power and you get indestructible. I think it's pretty good. Non-angels. Yeah. But it's pretty good. All right, our next one is, is Onduin Virgin, which is six mana, white, white, sorcery, destroy all non-land permanents, and it switches to Ondu Sky Ruins, which enters with a tap, and you can tap it to add one white. This is really not a very good card, because eight mana for a board wipe. Yeah, but you have to remember it's attached to a land, so it's not. It is attached to a land, so in some cases you need the land, and you use it for the land. All right, our next one is a blue. It is two and a blue. It's a creature, shapeshifter, rogue. It's a zero, zero. You can have it enter as a copy of a creature you control, except it's a shapeshifter rogue in addition to its other types. And it flips into Glasspool Shore, and it enters tap. Glasspool Shore enters tapped, and it adds a blue. I think it's one of the ones you're going to play as the glass from the side more than the land side. Yeah, because you can get a copy of something you control. Something big, presumably. Yes, indeed. Next one. We have the blue mythic. Secret Restoration. It's for blue, blue, blue. Sorcery. Draw cards equal to the number of cards in your hand size plus one. You have no maximum hand size for the rest of the game. And it's also Secret Reborn, which is it enters tapped unless you pay three life. Yeah, and add the blue. Um, pretty good. I like it because you can play it and it replaces itself. It pretty much says draw cards equal to the number of cards in your hand and replaces itself as a card. So if you have seven cards and you play this, you get four, You get to draw eight cards. So you have 14 cards. Instead you wouldn't of, draw four. You would not draw because... It, instead it, of drawing six, you draw seven. Yes. Pretty much, if you have seven cards originally. No, six cards originally. And then, I feel like most, time, most of the time, you're going to be casting this as its land side. I actually feel the other way. And most of these, you're going to be casting them for the normal type. Otherwise, you just pay, play a basic land. So, moving on. Next card is Agadim's Awakening. X, black, 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 sorcery, return target, return from your graveyard to the battlefield. Any number of target creature cards that have each a different converted mana cost of X or less. And it flips to tap for black, pay three, or it enters tapped. Um, it's okay. But I don't like the different converted mana cost part. Yeah, I don't either. Next, we have our Garmalling. It's two black, black, instant speed. This spell costs one less to cast if an opponent controls no basic lands. And it says destroy target creature, and then it flips into Hagara Brood Pit, and it ends up tapped, and it taps for a black. I actually like this card a bit more. It's, it's also, pretty good. Yeah, it's like a murder, but it also is a land. It's a murder that's not on a land, but it's not always as cheap as a murder. As, yeah. Sadly. 
Um, our next one is Shatter Skull Smashing. My favorite one. For X, a red and a red. It's a sorcery. Shatter Skull Smashing deals X damage divided as you choose among up to two target creatures and or planeswalkers. If X is six or more, it deals twice X divided as you choose among them instead. And it flips into a red shockland that you have to pay three for. So red or pay three life and enters pay three life or it enters tapped and it taps for red um it's a decent card it's kind of like a board wipe ish it's a board wipe for two cards so i think just moving on yep next we have vela cut awakening for two in red instant speed put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of the library then draw them into cards plus one and it flips to Vidalkit Stoneforge. Enters tap, taps for red. Oh, I like a card. It's, it's, it's card drawn in red. Well, it's important. Yeah. It's okay. All right, our next one is Kazandu Mammoth. A blue, a green, a green. It's a 3-3 landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. And it flips to enters tap, adds green. Uh, it's pretty one of the good. worser ones, I think. I think this one's pretty good. Because on Commander, 3-3 three, three for 3, and then next turn, it becomes a 5-5. Five, five. I mean, it could be that turn, but there's no need. Yeah. Okay, next, and the last one, except the, obviously, the pathways you're going to cover, is Turn Timber Symbiosis. For green, green, green. Sorcery, look at the top seven cards of the library. Put a creature card from among them on the battlefield. If the card has a room and it costs three or less, it enters with three additional puzzle puzzle counters on it. Put the rest on the bottom of the library in any, in a random one. Yeah. And I was going to say any order. In a Golgari deck, when you're about to die, you get Death's Shadow. <laughs> yeah, totally. Death's Shadow is a one mana 13-13 that gets minus X minus X, where X is your life total. Just, I'm, at, I'm at one life. It's a 12 total, but then plus three puzzle puzzle counters on it. Yep. 15-15 for one mana. Sweet. Actually, for seven mana. So, it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> Realization of life. I like the blue one better than this. I think this is the, the worst, worst green mythic yeah. that they printed in a while. This is. I'm proud of them. I am too. Good job. You're making green a bit worse. All right. So, I'm just going to go straight off the bat and read all six names of the pathways. So, we've got Ranch Loft Pathway that flips to Boulder. Loft pathway. The Selesnia one. Right climb pathway that flips to Grim climb pathway. The Orizov one. Clearwater pathway that flips to Murkwater pathway. The Demir one. Crag crown pathway that's, that flips to Timber crown pathway. The Gruel one. Ne- needle Verge. Ne- needle Verge pathway that flips to Pillar Verge pathway. The Boros one. River Glade pathway which fit. Which flips to Lava Glade Pathway. The is it one. All very good. Man, they're all very good. They're better than basic lands because yes. you can play them for either one. It's basically a gate that you choose once. Which and color? And it doesn't enter tapped. It enters oh, untapped. Yeah. They are rare, so they're harder to get. And they're like $5. So they're not cheap, but they're good. And I think we're going to wrap it up with that. Thank you for watching. Thanks for watching. Follow us on patreon go to our youtube channel and subscribe if you want we don't have anything yet 
email us at thecommanderlegends at gmail.com and ask us your questions that you want to see on a future episode or ask us questions about things that we talked about. This has been the Commander Legends.